0: Call the Better Business Bureau. Four years right. of malfeasance unreported. This Okay, stand. calm down. No, mm-hmm. you calm down. Call OSHA. Safety. Safety first and teamwork. Triple wrap your trade packages. Would you like it gift wrapped? Keep your beers on ice. That's some cold shit. It's release day at the Canning Run podcast, and we're talking accountability. Can I drink this? Do you want to explode? Whoa.
1: I'll never drink another beer. Beer here. I'll take ten. Hello, all you accountability buddies, and welcome to the Canning Run Podcast. My name is Tony. Tom. Justin. Each week, we tackle a topic and ask ourselves this essential question. When did things go wrong with brewery accountability? Did they go wrong? Remember, we are from New England, so our perspectives are slightly skewed and often are region-specific. And if you hear anything that you think we got wrong or it's just generally stupid, let us know by sending us an email at canningrunpod at gmail.com. We may or may not read it, um, but at least we'll potentially maybe, maybe not give you a shout-out we're definitely not wrong about anything. Ever. (laughs) Ever. Love you. All right. So today, how are you guys doing? Good. Doing well. How are you? Doing quite well. It's nice to be doing this again in person with you guys. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Happy to be here. Yeah. It's a beautiful day outside here in an undisclosed location in New New England. So today we're talking brewery (laughs) accountability. And uh, what better way to start than with an article that came out... Um, around two to three weeks ago, from Paste Magazine. All right. Um, basically, the title was, "Who's responsible for exploding beer cans?" Uh, according to Trillium Brewing Company, the consumers. <laughs> um, I thought this was a really interesting article in that it poses that Trillium knew that they were sell that they were selling to folks beer cans that if they got too warm would explode because. This is a product made with real fruit puree, and you're taking that and putting it into a beer and then putting it into a can, and any of that secondary um, fermentation fermentation may bring about explosions, and it turns out that it did bring about explosions. Uh, many people were frustrated and, and tweeting and, and calling, I don't know, Trillium, if you can
2: even reach them. If well, you that's what you do now. You hit Twitter and you hit Yelp. <laughs> That is how you get your revenge That's in world. That's true, you at them. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, anyways, they, 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 they did. And this is what Trillium had to say after there were several incidents. Um, and I'll just read this, and then you guys can tell me your thoughts. Okay. So, when we first learned of customer issues, we immediately responded to each of them directly to learn more about the circumstance, refunded them for their purchase, and started an internal lab review. Upon further review of a random sample of packaged cans we identified that some had trace amounts of yeast that could become active if the package was stored warm versus cold within the day we issued guidance to our customers to store the beer cold and would provide a company uh, sorry it would provide a credit for any remaining beer they had to date we have issued about a dozen refunds to customer cards is there room for improvement with this process? Yes, of course there is with any process. We have identified adjustments to our flash pasturation process and instituted additional testing steps through QA. Thoughts?
2: Uh, I mean, right off the bat, I, like it, you, there's the simplest solution is to just take the beer out of distribution and just pour it in the tap rooms, and then your problem's solved.
0: It's tough when you've already canned that and sent it off.
2: Yeah, but when you're a big
0: brewer, you can you can you can cover that cost. can Not you? when you're going. It's tough when it's already left your hands. It's not in distribution's hands because Trillium doesn't doesn't distribute to many, if any, liquor stores in terms of packaged. You know, you, you can get you can get it on draft okay. uh, occasionally some places, but if it's not going through the liquor stores, it'd be one thing to, you know, reach out to your distribution channel and say, Hey, uh, pull, we, we have to pull this back <sighs> to say that in first off 12, 12 refunds. Isn't much. I'm kind of curious how many cans have exploded, Yeah, but I'm curious how many people kind of expect this. Cause you know, when we talk about trading beer, we always know that it's a possibility that something, especially a fruitier beer could explode in the mail, which is never a, um, <laughs> Never good. So
1: yeah, I've I've been on the opposite end of an explosion.
0: Right, not and,
1: fun, but it's a chance you take when you're when you're seeking out these fruited sours.
0: Right, it it is, and so I think there's a, the first, point I will say is I understand Trillium's initial response of an Instagram post saying, hey, by the way, keep this on ice because nobody wants to advertise the fact that, you know, a dozen cans blew up or maybe more. Who knows how many? Nobody wants to advertise that. So. I get that response. I don't think it was quite saying it's the customer's fault by okay. posting that. Personally, I think that's a, it's a little bit of a stretch, but you know, it gets the gets the clickbait going and it gets gives us something to talk about. Yeah, so. I
2: mean, definitely the way it's like fed to the to the reader, definitely yeah. like it is a it is a very uh derogatory slant against trillium right and which is it, it could be deserved but 12 like you said 12 refunds us on a whole lot.
0: but yeah and you know who knows how many it's actually you know been up to this point and i understand the post for them to say hey keep this on ice but at the same time like, so i'll defend them in that aspect but beer can should never explode yeah. That, that's just yeah. a, that's something it should never happen. I will say to give credit
1: to the article since we didn't read it in full to the to the reader that they go on to say that it's great that they came out with this uh, statement after, but what they should have said beforehand was, and this goes back to you saying you don't want to market your product as being explosive <laughs> because you don't know what that liability could open yourself up to. But this article claims that due to them making beer that could explode. They should at least make the public aware prior that right. when it went out, it was just like, "Hey, enjoy this this uh, delicious new sour uh, beer that we have with with uh, one metric ton of raspberries or it's whatever the, funny the berry
0: was." Because. The the original post at uh, marketing that brand said bursting with flavor. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it did. It, I, I might be wrong. I'd have to look back, but it was something along the lines of that. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say it's just hands ironic. Bursting. So it's like I guess they did warn everybody. <laughs> Who <flavor>. knows? <laughs> um, yeah.
2: No, that that's a, I feel like maybe there was some inside knowledge. Maybe yeah. maybe someone at Trillium was like, this shit is gonna happen, so we're gonna we're gonna sneak it into the uh, the Instagram post. So if we do right. get sued, at least.
0: We, we said they of, were gonna we burst. Did
2: kind of mention <laughs> it,
1: like it's <laughs> bursting.
0: Yeah, no. Okay, and so I think it. What I get back to is there's every brewery or most breweries, at least of trillium size, and of course, really anything bigger, can or should or already has an extensive QA department that is constantly running tests on these things. I find it hard to believe that they didn't know this was a possibility. Hmm. uh I, that's
2: what I'm saying I, yeah I feel like people probably did know
0: yeah I I don't know how I don't know how they couldn't in all honesty they I'm sure they're running some kind of test what's what's the time between like
2: I mean I, I figure like you can something you're selling it the next day but like when in the case of trillium like do you have any idea like what their turnaround time is after they can something
0: um I think typically if you look at like the the date coder the cans and stuff it's you know either that day or the Really, day before, so they're canning, and I don't, I don't know. Well, honestly, maybe they if, didn't
2: know, because how how would you know if you canned it yesterday they and they don't start be, blowing up till a week I, from then? They should
0: be running tests on the, on. The least the yeast levels, um, days before packaging. Oh,
1: okay, I, so okay. I will say to give them a little bit of credit, not that they deserve it. This was not, the first like version of this fruited sour that they made.
0: No, not at no. all. It's it's been a, it's a long. Uh It's been around for months. I don't know. They've kind of, they've changed their uh, fruited sours, whether it was the Seesaw series and now the uh, Daily Serving, I think it's called. Yeah, it's the Daily Serving. So I know. And it's, I think this is just kind of what we're getting into also when we talk about what's too much. And it's just like, well, yeah, you have, you're putting 50, or I don't know how much fruit juice actually, but you're putting a shit ton of fruit juice or puree in with this beer. And... It's, it's alive. Like, if you have yeast and if your flash pasteurizer is not working properly, if you have to make adjustments, you just you just can't have that. Yeah. You just can't have it. No, so, I agree.
1: If, if there's a possibility of it, you need to really find out where that hole is in your system and make sure that it's not there. Yeah. You know?
0: And, and one of the things that this made me think of is just the overall thought in craft beer especially in in New England, at least for how I've experienced, the whole situation is if you're in craft beer or a part of the culture like us drinking or working or anything to do with it, you think it's a lot bigger than it actually is. So from Trillium's perspective or any other brewery's perspective, they could have this, you know, we know that these beers need to be refrigerated. So if we got this you know honestly, in all honesty i I might not put a depending on how much room I have in my fridge, you know I know that of course hops fall off first uh you know for a fruited sour, I wouldn't expect it to explode, but um you know you know you don't want to store it in hot or warm environments, but if you don't have that beer knowledge, you just don't know, and think of how many people consider themselves craft beer drinkers that aren't part of this niche community of Trillium and Treehouse and all these other breweries so I think you know to a certain extent these breweries expect everybody to know yeah everything about it because they do but I'm right. sure if you asked everybody in the state of Massachusetts every single person what the number one craft brewery is in the state you I, I'm sure like Sam Adams and Harpoon would be at the top of the list yeah just because they don't you know there's this idea that craft beer is a lot bigger than I think it actually is, so but proper storing techniques
1: that's uh, a that's a next level type experience you get as you dive more into craft beer i don't think that like for for the av- for the average person well, I guess the average person expects that you can leave a beer out because they go to the liquor store exactly. and they get it off a shelf definitely so that's clearly okay at room temperature, however, like I feel like The more you get into beers is when you really find out about, like, temperature and its importance for different styles. And I think, like, it's even a step beyond that to know that, because this is such a new thing, with, like, really super fruited sours with live fruit, like, with live sugars going into these cans that may or may not have yeast in them, which is causing that secondary fermentation. Like, that until you know about, kind of, the, the process of making beer and storing beer and how things work, like, you might not even know. Like, you might be somebody who, like, drinks, you know, one to two craft beers a week and you like seek out new things, but you might not even know. I wouldn't know.
2: I wouldn't know. know. Like, I mean, I understand like the whole idea of like, like yeast causing the pressure buildup from the fermentation of that yeast. But you wouldn't go to a place expecting that what you're buying may or may not explode on you.
1: Oh, of course not. No, it wouldn't even cross my mind. Yeah. I,
0: you know, I think
1: that's fair. I think that's important to, I totally agree. Important perspective to have because we're not the even us three are not the average
0: no person and so but in that that's what i'm saying is i think the breweries need to there are non-craft beer geeks going to this brewery buying their beer not really knowing how to store it you know there's a lot of craft beer drinkers who also might not know how to store it you know like like we just said yeah. um but there's definitely going to be a population of people that you know you're not 100 percent. Their craft beer sales are all from the craft beer nerds. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely a, a mixture. And you know, somebody that heard about it through the grapevine. It's just like, oh yeah, I heard Trillium's really great. I should you know. And, oh, they're they're delivering now. Home deliveries during COVID. Let's you know. Let's order some. And then you put it in your basement or something. It's maybe you don't have air conditioning. I don't I don't know how. But um, I don't. Another aspect of that is I don't know how. If you kept it in your car on a 95 degree day and exploded, that's a different story. I got to say though, like sometimes, you know,
1: say, you know, your, your significant other is doing you a favor because they work near Canton or another Mm -hmm. place where they're selling Trillium because they sell it in 10,000 places now. But like, imagine just being like, Hey, do you mind picking this up for me? I'm really excited about it. It's new. Mm -hmm. And they get it for you on, say, their lunch break, and they put it in their car, and they've done it before with hops. Never been an issue. Now, hop die off. That's a whole other conversation we can have for a different day. And I don't think any brewer would be like, yes, please take my beer that's packaged cold and put it in a 95-degree car for six hours. No. However, it's always been fine beforehand, and now this time I come in and my trunk is full of red liquid. Yeah. Yeah. WTF. Like, I can totally get it. And I feel like those people are, are out there more in and, and consuming these things than, than the, the super nerds. Absolutely. The neckbeards no, uh, who are like, no, 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 that is a highly fruited sour. It must not go anywhere above this specific temperature. And I don't even know what the specific temperature
0: is. Right. I, I know. And it, it kind of has me wondering really more than anything, how hot did it get? Like for a can to exp- I've never had a can explode. Um, I've but, had an explode.
2: But I think, I think a can exploding from heat could happen regardless of if it has a secondary fermentation have, so that's an t- entirely different problem and in my opinion you can't you can't put that on the on the brewer because like if you put any pressurized liquid in your car on a hot day that's yeah fair. That's,
1: it's, that's I fair. think that's an extreme example yeah and I agree with you, but say even in your house on a hot day, like some of us don't have like you know inner air conditioning and you put it in a room that's say seventy degrees yeah. Well then Should that, it explode?
2: No. I don't think that that's fair. No, but a hot... Like, cars... Like, a car on a hot day can get, like, wicked yeah. hot. <laughs> like, don't leave like a child or a dog. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, well over... I don't know,
2: 120 Probably even... Yeah. I don't even know yeah. how hot like, that Like, on a get. day like today, with full sun, in a closed car, yeah. easily 120 degrees.
0: So, what... I have a tough time blaming the brewery in that sense, because, like you said, even without a, you know, secondary fermentation... Uh, that could happen but you know going back to their instagram post keep it on ice or you know keep it cold whatever they said so like what is what is the temperature that it was at you know like were were these exploding and like if it was just 75 80 degrees even
2: keeping it keep it on ice do you know how much colder a beer gets on ice than just in your refrigerator right
0: yeah i'm sure it was a you know just like a trying to you know, you need the RT Instagram post so you put it on ice. Oh, yeah, yeah. And no. so it's just like you say, keep it on ice, keep it cold, whatever, whatever but again, they said. Again, if they
1: did know that there's a possibility of explosions, that's two tells. Keep it on ice and, and bursting. Burst. I think the, uh, <laughs> those are two protections. True. Those are two protections within their initial, like.
0: I could be wrong. I think the keep it on ice was the response. Okay. So, like, they had some initial. Yeah. Uh, response of, hey, these cans are exploding. So they said, by the way, keep this beer on ice. Um, and of course, like I said, they don't want to say why because they don't want to advertise the fact that, you know, if if 0.5% of the cans they sold explode and it was a dozen people, they're not going to advertise that to everyone, of course, because that gives them a bad reputation. You know, this article kind of adds to that I, bad reputation. I, I always think
2: being honest in, in front of things, like... They make so many beers that's bound to happen eventually. So it's like just just take that the L as the kids say nowadays. Take the L.
1: Okay.
0: I uh, Move but I on. think this goes back to. You know the accountability aspect is. I think they should be hammered for this. I think people should. I think they should. People should be harsh with them because I don't believe that they didn't know this was going to happen. I don't believe it. They have. I mean, they have a QA department.
1: I think that anyone who puts out product like this, where it's variable, should be hammered if it happens. Absolutely. Because,
0: and,
1: and and I'm just gonna read something because this goes exactly with what you guys are saying. In this article that we've been reading, they take a they take a Twitter post from um, the uh, head brewer Jeremy Danner at St. Louis's Four Hands Brewing, and we love Four Hands. Yeah. Uh, he said, if breweries aren't equipped or willing to package beer that won't explode, they shouldn't package it. how on earth is this even a conversation right it's as simple as that really and that's a head brewer so that's a guy who like you know you you need to understand that you're making something that's stable at given temperatures like not the extremes not the 120 degrees not even the 90 degrees but like within a reasonable place of i'm gonna leave a beer outside for a little bit or even inside on a hot day and it's not gonna rupture
2: it's just a rookie mistake i mean you're the you're like arguably one of the Either the best or one of the top three best breweries in the whole state of Massachusetts, and you're packaging a beer that explode. Like Great like,
0: rates them, I think number a, three in the world, like years the, in a row. Yeah. That's
1: where I think this is a this is a, a negative for me. Do you guys remember Burley Oak? Yeah. yeah. You remember those Dreams with the J? The yes. Dreams. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We used to love those, right? Very yeah. Good. Well, they were a younger brewery three or four years ago, and they started making those Dreams, which were like super fruited sours. And I remember. It was a big deal in the, in the beer community because people were trading them because they were so sought after, but they were exploding left and right. Okay. The only time
2: I ever had an explosion in a beer shipment was from one of those. See, I was going to ask you about this, too, because I remember, like, I, forgot, I had forgotten about the Dreams, but the um, I was thinking of those, the Tasties. Oh, and yeah,
0: from the veil. I'm so
1: glad you brought up the Vale because I was going to say, to counter Burley Oak, I had... We went over how many beers I've had from we've we've actually all had from the Vale. Hundreds. So many. Never once did I have an explosion from the Vale.
2: No, but Never. those those tasties were notorious well, certain tasties oh. were notorious for you cracked the can and yes. you got problems so they oh, right, they made right it off the true. bat.
1: They made it to the house. Yes. And then even after you stored them cold you open them up and just like explosion actually that's hilarious that you said that I recently saw someone open one in like a full pitcher and it filled the whole pitcher it, with foam it's kind I, of
2: exciting opening
1: yeah. those I,
0: <laughs> I don't hate like, I'm not gonna Like, I'm not gonna beat them up for that at, at least the it gets same to your time. door it gets to your door it's I don't know. It's I, we have it's, to give them a little. Funny. We have to give them
1: a little bit of shit. A little bit of shit. Because like we're shouldn't. hammering trillium, kind yeah. of right
0: now. It shouldn't. It shouldn't happen. It definitely should. It but it's kind of funny, and it's it, not as bad as a beer exploding. No. I mean, it's like, uh, you yeah. know, a
2: beer exploding is like, like, like something that could ruin your day. Like it could like stain something, like yeah. your carpet. Like yeah. a beer like cracking, and you got a little bit of time. That's just exciting. That's fun. That means the beer is yeah. weird. It's,
0: like. Uh, it's something you can laugh of off. It's, at it's weird beer.
1: Yeah. It is weird beer. And some of them are very good. And some of them are like head scratchers. Like, why did you make this?
2: Oh, yeah. And even I don't even remember. I don't like all of all of those tasties are very good. But I don't even remember the one that was like foamy being like. It's like raspberry or blackcurrant. Yeah. And it was not super a, red, dark red. It was. <laughs> and it wasn't particularly like. Oh, it's blackberry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah was. it was a blackberry. Yeah. And yeah. It, it had like it was like purple looking when it came out. Red, yeah. reddish purple. Yeah. Coming
1: not just saying it was purple. And that's the blackberry. Yeah, the blackberry tasty, yeah.
0: It, it makes me wonder what... Is this... Uh, to my knowledge, this is the first time, in terms of exploding cans, anything like this has happened at Trillium?
1: Um, <laughs> Do you want me to read the initial thing? Yeah, go for I it. I have it. Bursting with fresh fruit character. Oof. The Daily Serving Series has been an invigorating addition to the Trillium portfolio. Today at all three locations, we debut the next extension to the family: blackcurrant, blackberry, and boysenberry. Well, you,
2: you now you know. So and, they told us, uh, <laughs> And now you know. If you ever hear, if you ever see them post something that says "exploding with flavor," don't pick up the can. Yeah, right. Keep it cold.
1: Bring a uh, a cooler with you and take it immediately and put it in that cooler with ice. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> to save it's... yourself, your car, your your clothing, your
0: white carpeting, your your dog. <laughs> my initial thought here is that... And like I said, I, I I think this is the first time this has happened at Trillium, to my knowledge. Um, you know, we've had the... We've seen them have the never-and-again incidents with, you know, that collab with Monkish uh, four years ago almost now. And, and, you know, that was a flop, kind of... Whether or not they knew they n- knew or uh, they should or shouldn't have packaged that, I don't know. But... <sighs> maybe it's a COVID thing in terms of like you have to move as you know
2: yeah oh yeah like everybody just could be struggling
0: to... and you know it's yeah. just like shit we can't afford for this batch to be that's fair dumped yeah and we can't keg it because you know what there's really no market for draft beer with most restaurants either closed or limited service and i'm sure i don't know what the status of the tap rooms are i can't imagine they're you know, open or if they are for limited service, you know, they're not moving that much volume. So it's, it's a tough situation, but what's worse, you know, and I think that's where they have to measure. They, my guess is they took a calculated risk. Risk. Yeah, for sure. And uh, to a certain extent, it backfired on them. Well, it backfired
2: in a, in a small negative publicity way, which most people would argue like, there's probably people that are going to go get this beer because it's been talked about, yeah. maybe I don't know.
0: Maybe I, I.
1: I gotta say though, like as I'm reading more and more of this article, getting reacquainted with it, like the reason why I was so kind of pissed off when I sent this to you guys originally was that like it goes on to say like the response that I read to you earlier was a response from like the head of brewery ops guy.
0: after the article, yeah. I think. Uh, no, it was it was from their director of marketing. I believe. Yeah,
1: it was from that. It was from their director of marketing, Mike Dyer. But the actual statement Trillium put out after all of this, when there started to be problems, they were focusing on telling um, consumers that they needed to keep things cold, implying that it's totally unreasonable to expect a brewery to put out a shelf-stable product. And that's where this person, and that's where the headline comes out. If you want, I can read the statement. Yeah, Yeah, please do, do actually. So that we can kind of gauge for ourselves and not take what they say. Uh, They wrote... Keep cold, drink fresh. We're always making more. Following these two simple guidelines will result in the optimal drinking experience. It's our responsibility to, bri- to provide you with the information necessary to preserve quality and freshness until the day you crack the beer open. Head to the link in our bio to learn more about proper storage. We've, heard, we've recently heard from three customers who had cans of the daily serving Blackberry, Plum and Raspberry Burst. In all instances the the cans were stored in warm room temperature conditions. We don't want anyone to have to clean up a mess and advise that you store these cans in a refrigerator immediately. Refrigerated batch samples that our QA team retains have not burst and upon further testing we've seen no yeast growth from the time of packaging. We take extreme caution to ensure yeast is not present in our cans, centrifuge, flash pasteurization, enhanced cleaning protocols before, during, and after the daily serving packaging run. However, it only takes one yeast cell, an enormous amount of real fruit, and warm temperatures to potentially reactivate the cell and start growth. Any cans of daily serving blackberry, plum, raspberry stored warm should be inspected for bulging and disposed of quickly to ensure that they do not make a mess. Customers that would prefer to dispose of the remaining cans rather than take the risk of their cans bursting will be provided credit towards a future purchase Jeez. upon request. <laughs> to request a purchase, blah blah blah, with the picture of your remaining cans. So you have to you have to give them a picture, the purchase date, and the Trillium locations you pur- purchase. Which I know just they need to find it in their system so they can refund. But I, you will be provided an e-gift valid at any Trillium location to go. I'm sorry. That's tone deaf, man. That's... That's tone deaf. My biggest
0: problem with Now I'm kind of pissed
1: off. I didn't even read that before. It's so
0: (laughs) condescending. It's so condescending. It's so condescending. And, you know, I'm going to dive into this. I'm going to dive into this because...
1: Jesus Christ. You know,
0: I I don't know if I've mentioned yet on this podcast, but I used to work at Trillium. (laughs) And I'm not going to really comment on anything outside of public knowledge stuff. Uh, This is the second article I can remember that Pace Magazine has written about Trillium. The first being um, November of 2018, I believe, in that area. Uh, And, you know, I'm not going to confirm or deny anything at all uh, in Trillium's defense or the public's defense in that aspect. But the article was about um, wage for employees and when Trillium was moving and opening up the restaurant, how some, honestly, I don't even remember 100%, but essentially how certain wages were decreased, I believe it was. And and this was reported on uh, by Pace Magazine and and the Boston Globe. And, you know, it just makes me wonder and it, it disappoints me because craft beer to us, craft beer to a lot of people, is bringing people together. Don't tell me it's about bringing it together and focus solely on profits. If you know that this beer is exploding, don't send out a condescending post expecting everybody to know proper storage techniques. You shouldn't be releasing a beer. But you know what, did you want the profits from that day? I don't know. Is You know, I'm not gonna say right. either way because I don't work there anymore. So, I, and you know, even if I did, I wouldn't say because, you know, that's not, I'm not gonna keep in that professional as much as I can. So, I, I just think it's I disappointing. Understand where
1: you're coming from. It's disappointing overall. Because- um, and I'm
0: not saying this is just a Trillium thing, it's pretty clear just overall where a lot of craft beer's head is gone, and it is profit over everything, over the employees, over the quality of the product. And in all honesty that this is what's kind of turned me off to craft beer overall when I see endless release days of essentially the same beer just to drive more and more people back and you drop a special release day after day to try to literally bring people in day after day and like hold this you know you have them wrapped around your finger and to a certain extent it's their own problem for showing up and I made a conscious decision that I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to be that person that, you know, needs to try every curiosity from Treehouse or every <laughs> permutation from Trillium. So, you know, in terms of accountability, yeah, just stop lying to There's us. There's no
1: accountability here. Just
0: stop lying to us and stop telling us it's about quality beer and bringing people together. Because your actions say otherwise.
1: And yeah. And especially that post says otherwise. That post says... How could you come into our, to our store and make a purchase without knowing something that, as we already talked about in this episode, most people won't know. One, one out of a hundred people that walk into Trillium, probably. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and even if it was ten out of a hundred people, even if it was one out of ten. Right, yeah. Even if it was that, that's still not a, a lot of people Prob- in the Probably somewhere team. between one out of ten and one out you of hundred. You know, 100. if you have, say, 300 people coming in, yeah. you know, that's only 30 people who even know about this cold storage thing and mm. and, and that's and, and I could see it being three people versus 30 so the numbers right. I get where you're coming from
0: it's it's funny just because one is too many in my opinion I agree what it, it's but, kind of but like here's the thing these these folks are
1: coming in and and and, and they're being chastised now in, in hindsight about making a purchase that they wanted to make because it was good for them they have this experience that was probably negative okay yeah and then they're simply just reaching out being like can I have a refund and even that's not given Here's your store credit. So we're not even issuing you back money. We're not digging into the profits. We're just giving you money that we already have and product that right, we already that, have. That's another
2: That's another um, sign that the profit is the most important thing is when they're not even going to give you your money back. They're just going to give you store credit.
0: Yeah, like, I know. That's. I have a problem with that. I do too. That's store credit. I mean, what if... What? So I can go buy another beer that might explode. Might e- <laughs> yeah,
1: like what, I had you- this bad experience. Maybe I'll have another one.
0: What I would do um, is refund every purchase that went out. Give them that free. you have a. If you have a, I'm I'm sure in the point of sale system they have record, and they should go through every single one and refund. Every single can sale. That give credit them, card give number's free in four there. Pack. Exactly. That credit card is in there. Easily.
1: It's just as simple as swiping. Right.
0: Search by search by the sale. They can they could probably set somebody up at a computer all day and have them go through every single transaction and refund. Give them. And, like- and you know what? In my opinion, whether or not you know, of course they didn't do that, and that is the extreme of the best thing possible you can do when you already screwed up by releasing a beer that can explode. And in my opinion, also there, that shouldn't happen. And either you knew about it, and you shame on you for releasing it still, or you didn't know about it, and shame on your QA department for not figuring it out. Yeah, you know, I, you missed you missed something.
1: I think it, it also kind of pisses me off. With all these like things that you need to show them, it's like you What am I get, trying to get a passport? Yeah, I right. know. I need to show you this, this, and this. I need to have picture evidence. I need a proof of my date. What I don't remember what and damn you're not I'm even birth get certificate, the
0: money back. original copy. Bring it in. You yeah, know, <laughs> yeah. I, I need to have
1: your home address. Please bring in a piece of mail. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Who's who's out there being like? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fraud Trillium out of thirty eight dollars.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, Why if, make people jump through thing, hoops? What if somebody just doesn't have the room in their goddamn fridge? Right. You ever think about that? Like, <laughs> what if it's, you know, one of us, and it's just like our significant other's just like, you have too much beer in the fridge, put it in the basement. It's like, yeah, it, you can't have, you know, endless beer in your fridge. We have a life outside right. of beer. Right. So you can't, after the fact, say, by the way, keep this on ice. Keep it at, keep it at this temperature. No. <laughs>
1: Hashtag fridges are for food.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's it's like you can't. It's this is not everybody's. And I know that's a little bit of an extreme example, but per, like well, minus two. Yeah, no, of course. And it's just like you shouldn't you shouldn't be expected. Uh, you know, if you want to have a, you know, disclaimer before every can was sold and say, by the way, this might explode. Yeah,
2: you're probably not going to sell as much beer.
0: You're not going to sell as or the same. But even if you. Honestly, you probably will. And people will probably just keep it in that's their true. fridge. Yeah, at least at least they know. They know. Yeah, and, that's right. But at least you told them. Yeah. Um, so, and it, it reminds me of another time that Trillium did do the right thing. Um,
2: when was this? Because I've never heard of them. Yeah.
0: Doing that. <laughs> I believe I might, you know, I might need to be fact-checked here a little bit. I believe it was... Um, cranberry soak was accidentally labeled as something else oh yeah you yeah i remember
2: you you, you you Um, i forget
0: if it was um permutation nine yes something like that i remember there was a release of i I believe it was wild broken angel and permutation nine this was 2017 i think it was in march and cranberry soak which hadn't been released yet Um, or maybe it had, but this batch hadn't, it was, it was accidentally labeled, mislabeled as one of these beers and a lot was sold. Uh, and I, to my knowledge, I think Trillium refunded everyone. I could be totally wrong. I'd have to go back on Twitter and check that out. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think they had done the right thing. And refunded everybody to so they
1: show. They're capable of it. it
0: exactly, Churches So why capable. has it changed
1: so dramatically in three years?
0: Well, and I think craft beers changed a lot I dramatically think, in I three years. I think you're right. Um, I don't think
1: I don't think this type of response is Trillium only. Like you said, no, I think, it's I think some not. of the other ones who really do value profit and really do want to keep raking in those that money would have the same response yeah. of putting it back on the customer who made the choice to come in and buy it.
0: Right, and I think there's this weird. Um, after you get past that initial stage of incredible growth, you move out from your first tap room, and you have you're expanding. And from a business perspective, you see all this potential growth, and you want to grasp that for your own personal ego more than anything. Um, but also, you know, if you think about it, all that growth, you build your brewery's family, you build the Trillium family. It expands but stick to your core values along the way stick to that and nobody and not nobody but a a lot of people haven't uh and i see you know these breweries expand and what makes how can you say that trillium is any different or better than ab and bev then in terms of how you you know treat your product and you know, you're in it for profits only. If AB and Bev is in it for profit only, what is, what's Trillium doing? What is this? You know? I don't,
1: based off of that philosophy, I don't see a difference.
0: The difference is that AB and Bev doesn't have exploding cans. That's true. Yeah. The
1: AB and Bev uses their, uses their uh, quality departments to make sure that everything they make is shelf stable.
0: And every Bud Light tastes the exact same no matter where you get it. It's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. That's a QA department
2: that's a QA baby. My my big thing with like this this whole trillium thing is just the failure on like different levels within their own company like th- like not that I want to trash the brewers but like or whoever like the quality like whoever has the the power to predict that that beer might explode in the can, you got to be on top of that, say something, figure it out before it gets to once it's canned. The quality assurance people make sure that if it is exploding, you don't put it out. No. They didn't do it. The, those did. first two people didn't do it. Then in the de- then when, uh, in the actual like, selling it to the consumer, as soon as you hear a word back that oh my can exploded, nothing you know it's just like multiple failures after failure, and it's just embarrassing really when you add it all up.
0: What happened to the customer is always right, and the customer isn't always right. Of right. course, especially in today's day and
2: age. That that yeah. is gone a long time ago. I think.
1: Yeah, and but I think the the customer changed a lot too. Yeah, customers I think the are customers, assholes now. Customers yeah. have turned into this like they they feel entitled oh, yeah. to things that they shouldn't feel entitled and to. It's this
0: self policing thing where you go on Twitter or Instagram and you rip people apart because you can't. But one thing, well, because you're pissed. Yeah, you know? and, and but and you and know that's what a
1: lot of this is, and that's why the customer's not always right. Often the customer's wrong or the customer's takes it insane. too far. At least. Yeah. I will say though, entitled. You should be entitled to not get an explosive product. Right? Absolutely, you should be entitled to be able to know that when you buy something, you can bring it home and drink it whenever you drink it,
2: and it's going to be in its can or its yeah. bottle. It's like if you bought a firework and it didn't explode, you'd be pissed.
1: Yeah, could you imagine and if you, you bought buy a, a beer that shouldn't explode and it exploded in your
0: on your car ride home? That would be way worse than that. I didn't even bad. think of that.
1: I'm just imagining like a Fourth of July party where someone buys a thing of fireworks, shit ton, and they and they and they left their uh, they left their trillium daily serving cans outside, and they go to light the fireworks, and <laughs> the they just they <laughs> dud, and then the cans explode behind them. <laughs> that, yeah.
0: Oh, that'd be incredible.
1: It's just the perfect scenario. Happy yes. Fourth. Yeah. <laughs>
0: happy fourth. Uh, oh. It's it's a tough situation, and just you know, I think. In like you just said, Justin all of the things that were wrong along the way. Um, and I'm not saying you had to go and refund everyone. That would have been the extreme example of what you should have done or could have done. but just just own it. Right, Just just own up to it. Just get out in front of it.
2: Yeah own it, and you're one of the best, biggest brewers in the state in the world.: In
0: the world. Like you're better than this.
2: You have you have way more to lose by trying to do what they did, in terms of like res- like being respected and like having a good reputation. By trying to do all this sneaky shit to put out the product, make profit, put the consumer at risk. I mean, I know it's not like a serious risk, but it's like still, if if it explodes in your car, say you got an all white interior, you got a nice car, that's yeah. that's pretty expensive for a, for a five dollar can of beer. You're, you're detailing your car for like a couple hundred bucks at least, and yeah, you might exactly. not even and it get might it all not out. Ever come out. Right.
1: You know, if you truly do have white interiors and you have a very fruit-filled red can,
2: right?
0: It Ugh. looks like a murder. God, it's <laughs> it really, happening in your yeah. car. Yeah, you get it pulled does. over that
2: night. They're looking for someone who's who who's you know maybe a murder suspect. You get locked up in jail. You're serving twenty years. Because Trillium, thanks Trillium. Can't People are locked
0: up because of Trillium. How am I going to use? How am I going to use
1: my store credit, Trillium, in jail?
2: Yeah. And then on top of that, not only are you facing the murder charge, but the cops are like this car reeks of booze. Yeah. You're, now you have a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> so you're screwed. That's true. I totally forgot we're talking about a beer. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot, Trillium.
1: Thanks a lot. Now well, let's let's give credit the- where credit's due. Trillium is just the latest. In, in, in this type of exploding cans I will say that the way that they <laughs> Responded to it May be less than desirable For my opinion But yeah. other breweries and, and even our fan favorite The Vale have, have, have been a brewery That has been You know Brought a Attention has been brought to them Because of it uh, 450 North Who makes all those Like slushy slurpy beers Those have been exploding uh, Evil Twin oh, Has been course. known to yeah. uh, But that's just because They do Really crazy, shit. fucked up shit. Uh Hoofhearted. And then, lastly, the veil. So, so they've all. This has been a storyline that's been going on since you know. Yeah, it has. These been. like
2: insanely. It's a byproduct of the all the problems that we're talking about. When you when you take things to this level, <laughs> yeah, where where beers are re-fermenting in the can because like they're just you just you overdid it. When beer goes extreme, yeah, yeah, you got to accept the extreme things that happen, like <laughs> explosions. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'd rather have explosive diarrhea from a beer than an exploding can. Oh, uh, sign
0: me up. <laughs> I'm, I, I'll
2: take that every day. Yes. Uh, you want me to read you
1: some tweets? Yes. That some oh, people it. said about this? Okay. Uh, I don't know who needs to hear this, but Trillium has enough money and resources to create shelf stable cans. They are choosing to put the responsibility on customers, which is complete fucking bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. Uh, their word's not mine. We don't need to make excuses for this. They chose their path.
0: Yeah. And I think... So, and I I actually don't know the total brewing process, but a flash pasteurizer essentially kills any living organism organism in that beer, correct? Before you can it. Before you can it. It's that
1: that pre-drench of the beer.
0: Right. So, if if Uh, you have a flash pasteurizer to kill all the organisms... I don't know. You'd think you'd run tests after you after this step in the uh, cellaring or packaging process, whatever you consider it. You you would think you would run tests. Yeah. So either you're incompetent or you lie.
2: Yeah.
1: It's one of the
0: two. And 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 they what should have a grasp
1: be? on like how effective their flash pasteurizer is. Yeah. That should all be part of QA. Well, and I think it, it should be down to a science, like it's effective, or like it has enough whatever in it to be effective from this point to this point, and we run tests to make sure. I don't, and yeah, provide maintenance. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, I totally Like we agree. need to know that, like we run it for every thirty minutes, uh, we run the canner for thirty minutes, and then we we test with like a pH strip or something, or we test our cans, uh, and and if we we shut it down right before it even goes in, then you're never going to have this problem. But they don't have that. Clearly.
0: So my other uh, question from this is, you know, it's like I said, everybody's coming out with a ton of new beers all the time to try to have that competitive advantage to try to bring people back so they're always coming back. Um, what percentage? And, and I don't, don't know, and wouldn't, wouldn't even try to guess for Trillium. But do you think these breweries are? doing test batches pilot batches you know one to five barrel um bruce in house i I would say no i i would tend to agree with you and i don't know for sure yeah uh that's just my guess but i just don't know how you can come out with new beer after new beer after new beer and also have these constant tests and i always just think back to you know touring allagash which is as we know (laughs) i'm a huge fanboy. um (laughs) and Tom they loves Allegash. Yeah, I love Allegash. And uh, they have like a one barrel brew system that any employee can brew on to start and that's it's cool. put in like the staff room and then and also their their QA, their lab is just incredible. But um you know, I think that's kind of an example of doing it right. And not only are you doing test batches, but it's employee engagement. It creates this family, yeah. this this idea of a brewery and it's not just churning out product for sales yeah it's it's doing the right thing and is it going to add more sales instantly absolutely not but you're going to create more brand loyalty more more employee loyalty um and overall just cr- create a better experience for the customer we are empowering your workforce
1: you know you're, you're yeah. giving them a say in the process to like if someone has an idea yeah maybe it's a great idea and, or maybe it's something that we don't do now but it's something we do later and at least they felt heard they right. felt part of the process which really again ingrains them into the culture of the place which makes it a better place to
0: be and this is what I was sold on craft beer for you know years ago just that family friendship togetherness aspect of it and you know there's a lot of breweries that still operate that way but uh, a lot of these front runners like the Trilliums um, and the others that we've talked about, I, I think have kind of lost their way. I, I, I think some
2: people forget that like, like brewing beer is like a really, it's like a labor intensive time consuming art form that like it costs a lot of money and it's not, it's not a perfect science really. And there's obviously a lot of shit that can go wrong in it. But I think where the problem arises is like you said, when, when you have business minded people kind of managing situations where like i'm sure the brewer whoever brewed that beer if it was anyone like worth respecting was probably like i really don't want like i don't want to put this beer out because i know it's not and and maybe and maybe not even the exploding can thing but like i'm sure there's a lot of times that these brewers at these big breweries are brewing something that to them is like substandard but they're yeah. pressured to put it out
0: i'm, I'm sure they are and, and you know i think they're there is that aspect of, to a certain extent, if you want to work at one of the new hype breweries, uh, you kind of have to get on board with shit like that. Yeah. Having said that, you know it's past the brewing stage. Um, I don't know who's responsible for the flash pasteurizer. I think it, it all falls on QA, in my opinion. You yeah. know, I think the the brewers and cellarmen they know what they're getting into packaging. Absolutely, you know they they should be running tests on it while packaging, before packaging as well, which is why I just have a hard time believing that they, they just didn't know that they right. didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah, no, I understand.
1: Um, wow, certainly a lot to talk about with this topic. Um, do you guys want a little palate cleanser? Ooh, sure. Bring it on. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well, I thought today it would be fun for us to do a new segment. All right. That I like to call. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today, and, and, and just for everyone, because this is, is a new segment, what the fuck is when we hear about a new beer or something that happened in beer that really makes us scratch our heads. And uh, so <laughs> I'm going to present you guys with a beer that has come out recently within the past two weeks. And I, I screenshotted this on August 2nd. Okay. Okay, and I'm going to read to you this beer, and then I just want your, your thoughts okay (laughs) (laughs) alright this beer is called Luxurious Luxury Volume 4 Uh, it's a collaboration between The Veil and Evil Twin Uh, for this edition for this edition we overindulge this Imperial imperial Berliner Goza with black truffle sea salt marshmallows boysenberry puree mango puree and edible 24 karat
2: gold flakes sign me up uh Okay, damn.
1: <laughs> Thoughts? It, Justin signs yeah. says,
2: "Sign me up." I, I mean, all right. The gold flakes, are obviously, kind of fucking stupid, but kinda. everything else, like, it's a weird combination of uh, fruits. Yeah, I, I in, in the black truffle. That yet, yeah, that. Salt. Okay, uh, that I don't know about. But, well, it's a goza, so that's probably good.
1: The sea salt aspect I agree with, but the black truffle is an interesting flavor profile to throw in with those fruits and the mallow the Su- marshmallow.
2: Super bougie, though.
1: I don't see. It see, is super bougie.
0: I. Let's get it this. reeks of privilege. It sure <laughs>
2: does. I mean t- to release it that beer reeks. like during a, a economic like crisis and pandemic like seems sort of short-sighted.
1: It's luxurious luxury white privilege volume <laughs> but, but literally years. it's
0: you know I uh, you know and I'm sure there's efforts at every brewery to um you know for inclusion of it's just like this is the kind of thing that you know it's just going to be all Males between the age of twenty five to thirty nine with neck beards standing in line they're, they're, uh, just you know uh, i i hate it i they're hate twenty five dollars a four pack it's it's Ooh. um
1: twenty five dollars yeah. I thought it would be more expensive to be honest yeah
0: it's just i mean you literally put gold in beer i hate you i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> i hate you it's uh you know and i get it it's there's the you know there's the the reaction factor and you know it really drives the reaction
2: yeah it's a novelty it's a it novelty news. Thing.
0: yeah and it's just um i mean these same two
1: breweries did fried chicken beer
0: yeah no this is true it's and you <sighs> always
1: give
2: me shit because i drank it
0: i, yeah, I just want to say a vegetarian at the time. i don't yeah. know what to tell you the, <laughs>
2: the, some some brewery breweries are delicious. definitely like more tone deaf than others like like you got finback who's like very socially progressive like they released a, beer, a stout called Black Is Beautiful, which I'll bring.
1: That was actually uh, a thing a many,
2: many breweries did. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I it's actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. Trillium it's... actually did one.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trillium well, did one. A uh, lot. Uh, tons yeah. A lot of, of people them. did. Well, and I'm gonna guess know. the people who brewed luxurious luxury probably aren't on that list. No, I'm sure they did.
0: That's <laughs> yeah. the funny thing. I. I and I don't know for sure. Maybe. Um. But I feel like there's a good chance they did. Um. It's just. I don't know, it's, it's, and I hate to, because I hate to put those kind of titles on things of, like, that it reeks of privilege, but, like, it does, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, it, it's just... Uh, it's like, we have the means
1: to do it, so why not? So,
0: exactly, it's just, like, when really, that's like, exactly what I mean. It's, it's like tone deaf
1: and it's full of privilege, it's the, it's the two.
0: Exactly, and it's just, like, you go from one sense of saying, if they did the Black is Beautiful beer, to then saying oh by the way like we have the means to put gold in to drink yeah and Wait, we're going to put gold to. in your beer because there are people that are, that can buy this what was it how much a four pack
1: $25 a four
0: pack which is packs. honestly you know not that crazy no, at all not crazy. for a four no. pack these days you're spending that same it's at, on the
1: a, other, a, a, at other half it,
0: it, yeah and Easy. it's on the high end for sure but you're telling me that you have the means to put gold which adds I would think zero uh Flavor to the beer whatsoever.
2: <laughs> hey, uh, you, you I don't know. I taste like it tastes like metal. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a a, metal. it has a metallic flavor. Hey,
2: the metallic. Some gozes have like a metallic flavor. I wonder if it would. Mm-hmm. uh... I mean, speaking of privilege, there are folks who put
1: like gold flakes on food. This is true. it's not unheard of. Yeah, it's, the, a, thing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. I bet it just adds like a, a like a complexity to like the the look.
0: The look. That's more all on, it is. Like
1: honestly, like you'll see like little flecks.
0: The booze, uh, the booze
2: that uh oh goldschlager, that yeah, goldschlager, yeah. and, and <laughs> no, it's super bad.
0: And you know, it's this is more just. I guess I'm in a little bit of a fiery mood today after, after all this trillion talks. So, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, also from a culinary aspect, I don't understand how black truffle let uh, the hate
1: flow through you. <laughs>
0: uh, black truffle and marshmallow and fruit. <laughs> like I'm sorry, dude. yeah. Boysenberry
1: be, and mango puree. Like, it's gonna be pillowy, delicious.
0: Um, and Pure. I only, honestly just keep thinking of parmesan truffle fries, and be and like I'm picturing that taste of truffle oil that I get on my parmesan truffle fries, with a marshmallow, and then a little fruit fruit puree.
1: I wonder how pervasive <laughs> the black truffle will be, because it's just on the salt.
0: No, I okay, that's true. You know but, what I'm saying? So uh, they
1: like take sea salt, and then they probably put like. Black truffle oil on it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm sure it's something like that. Like, dry in the sun. It's, I, It just goes back to the, uh, I mean, when you want to talk about too much, that's too much in my book.
2: Yeah, it's definitely on the on that list, for sure. Yeah, that's why, d- does it make you say, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, oh, as yeah. soon as you sent the picture, that was the first thing I said, what the fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah, see? My first thought was, it's come a great on. Segment. <laughs> just come on. What have we, What have we done?
2: That could be another segment, just come on.
0: Come, Come on, on, man. Yeah,
2: maybe we'll rebrand this because it's, uh, you know, uh, age-friendly. Yeah, we do want to make sure that children can listen to this and figure
1: yeah, out yeah. what beer they're going to drink for the yeah, weekend. May- maybe in the uh, actual episode, it'll just be like, what the beep? Yeah. <laughs> Our okay. target
0: audience is, of course, 7 to 12-year-olds. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, we really want to capture
1: yeah. that market. Yeah, right? we're trying to get this on PBS, <laughs> you know, between the hours of like one thirty and 4. Yeah. Get a little Big Bird cameo and... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay well thus ends yeah. the w2f segment uh okay boys time to wrap conclude. It wrap it up final thoughts uh <laughs> conclusions on brewery accountability this was a very trillium heavy episode obviously there are other breweries that have had exploding cans and we named them uh however did we did accountability go too far did trillium go too far did two 250 north 450 north go too far
2: I, with accountability, I think I think accountability has to like if you, if they're going to keep pushing these beers to these far far away places and like be super excessive with, with what they're doing, they need to be held accountable in regards of holding some sort of quality standards so this kind of shit doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen that often, but the fact that that's how Trillium responded to it, and this is, since not really a great sign but that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Just get on top of it.
0: Get ahead of it. I, overall, am disappointed, of course, by Trillium's actions here. Having said that, they if they're not going to hold themselves accountable uh, in things, it's not going to turn around and bite them in the ass. Uh, you know, I just think, overall, it's time for the craft beer drinker to hold their local hype brewery accountable and if they're not supplying you the quality products that you should be drinking, take your business elsewhere
2: Right, there's and tons I, of breweries
0: and Yeah, there's tons, in tons of smaller breweries and my favorite thing was trying out those small breweries um, early on and of course, you know it get you get siphoned really into the Trillium and Treehouse and other local and then the, you know, uh, other powerhouses across the country that you trade for, um, but You know, and I think of the places like Cold Harbor. Uh, Go to Cold Harbor then, you know? Go somewhere where they're going to treat you with a little more respect and uh, ask a little more. If you're going to be giving this brewery your money, your time, and trying, you know, and you're still going to give them your respect after this, I, I think you should ask for a little more in return. And that's simply a beer that's not going to explode.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I think you guys said it really well. Um, for me, integrity is really important in beer. Uh, I think integrity is really important in life. But in beer, we have integrity. In, in, sorry, we have integrity to make a product that's worthwhile. We have integrity to, like, use um, the best materials that we can. We have integrity to our customers. We have integrity to the beer culture and, like, understanding what wh- why we're doing this. Um, to me... When you can't hold yourself accountable, you lose a lot of that integrity. And that's scary to me um, because without consumers, without beer culture, a brewery doesn't exist. Without their community, a beer, a brewery does not exist. So for me, I think Trillium and other breweries who make beers that explode have gone too far. And they need to really check themselves so that they can uh, have integrity for their communities.
2: Yeah, I
0: think that's
1: yeah. well said. Yeah. So. Agreed. All right. Thank you, boys. Um, yes. And thank you to the listener. We, uh, we appreciate you. And again, if anything has come up in this episode that you want to challenge us on or just let us know we were wrong, um, canningrunpod at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it. Thank you so much for your time. Take care.
0: Love you. Love you. Love you.
2: Thank you for checking out this week's episode about beer accountability. Hope you enjoyed it. Next week we'll be back with our second tasting. And uh, it'll be briefer than the last one. I think we did uh, six beers instead of ten. So stick with us for that. See ya.